0: Hi, this is Betsy Beers, I'm the executive producer of Scandal, and this is Scandal Reveals, the official Scandal podcast for the television programming Scandal, which is on, of course, Thursday nights on ABC, 10 o'clock, and yes, indeed, we're still official. They have not taken our official officiality badge away from us yet. If that happens, we probably still will keep podcasting because then we'll be the renegade official podcast. But for now, we're just the official podcast. And today, we're so excited once again to have two of my favorite people in the entire world, including the whole world, and that's the whole world and all the countries in the world. The beautiful and talented Darby Stanchfield, who of course plays Abby, otherwise known as Gabby, from this episode. <laughs> Hello. And the saucy and delicious Jeff Perry, who of course is heart attack free in his own body as Cyrus Bean. Hello. And Jeff today is wearing a sort of delightful sweater, which is a little bit almost like a, it's, it's a very sort of paternal, comforting sweater. I think it's got Mine's long sleeves. It me of like a Mr.
1: Rogers. It's a Mr.
0: Rogers sort of sweater. He's got a V-neck. It's black and it's gray and it's got buttons and I kind of want to tell him my problems and maybe he'll take me for ice cream later which is what I'm really hoping for. And Darby is sporting actually a very rugged ensemble which is a little bit of a down vest and a t-shirt. And what I'm going to say is a very nice piece of swag from the fine television program we like to call Jimmy Kimmel Live from Austin, Texas, where you actually were on Jimmy Kimmel.
1: Were you not? I was when down and South by Southwest, yes. yeah,
2: and recreated a <laughs> orgasmatron shampoo commercial from her youth.
1: My proud days before scandal, one of N- my career done. highlights.
0: <laughs> I I think that's something to be proud of because you had phenomenal hair and still do, and it's nice to be able to show it off. Mm-hmm. Jeffy, have you ever had a hair commercial?
2: Jeffy doesn't have enough hair. All the dear fans of Scandal know I that I don't have a, hair. enough hair Rogan. for one of those commercials in the old days, a couple decades ago.
0: <laughs> yep. you had a big saucy head of hair. You've yep. gotten actually a lot of crap for your your pre-now With Cyrus the beard. Life. flashback.
2: Listen, we have an amazing makeup department, but <laughs> something about my face and a beard, I think, is bad luck. Um, you know, James. I love that way. James, James, was right makes you saying, over. James was right in saying. James was right in saying. You look a lot better without it. James probably gave you a makeover, I think, probably at some point in his life. I think he did because James knows products.
0: James certainly, (laughs) certainly certainly was kind of a product guy. It's absolutely true. And maybe one of the ways in the future we will miss James, we will miss James a lot, but one of the things we may miss about James is I'm going to be interested to see what happens to Cyrus's grooming. (laughs) Just saying. Oh <laughs> yeah. Lord, it might yeah. just go to hell in a yes. handbasket. I know. Even
1: his dress. We'll see. Things I change. Know. Being a bachelor all of a sudden. I know Without when people James have been
2: asking me about Ella. Oh. Pray God a loving and incredibly capable nanny. <laughs> Patient. Because Cyrus, you know, like heartbreakingly, thought of Ella as a, a small sports car that he got for James. <laughs>
1: yes, you, small know? Car. <laughs> you know, he spends more time know? in his garden than he does with yeah. Ella. But yeah. then at the end of this
0: last episode—not the one that we're going to discuss today—but yeah. there's a very touching moment I know. playing with Ella. I know. I think Ella that, looks
2: genuinely engaged by you,
0: by how the way. Did I don't that know go? who that kid is, but
2: I—I I know Ella. Ella was generous and a half in that scene. No, but I, I think that's pretty cool. God knows what's in Shonda and the writers' minds. Cyrus having to confront, figuring out how to be any kind of dad is kind of fun, crazy territory.
0: No, totally. And look, you guys, this, ep- this past episode that everybody has just watched, in theory, or maybe watched 12 hours ago, I thought one of my favorite things, super, super favorite things about this episode was the fact that finally, Finally, Abby and Cyrus together, together in an amazing moment where Abby tries to go in and handle things in the beginning of this episode and Cyrus pretty much tells her that's just not the way it's working.
1: You, you would think the white coat would work. It had absolutely no... You look good in it. No, no, no
2: you look amazing in the white coat. Not but I w- it was so. You know di- what, I should have won, a, a, so name name <laughs> won no, a name tag. It was so disorienting to Cyrus.
1: Should have won a name tag. That was the first mistake.
2: It was so disorienting. The, the, the notion of a proxy, any proxy, from anywhere in the office, you know, you were the most adorable one that they could have sent. Oh, but, see. but, uh, so but, they but still, Huck. you know, it's just wrong. Well, it,
0: it, <laughs> what a what a tough room. Talking it, about it a was, tough room. It
1: was a tough room. I was really Abby was really trying to channel the Olivia Pope and be real positive, but then sort of the ship turned left and went off into snarky land there for a second, and then she came back and tried to really rally the troops. But yes, no one was it was like school children yeah. it was like substituting at a school it was no eye contact no respect yeah i mean no no respect at all
2: yeah the substitute as if the regular teacher isn't one of you my know, favorite sometimes moments hated enough. you <laughs> know <laughs> the, the substitute exactly <laughs> yeah 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 and you were walking really... and it was great because it was such a great setup because you're walking into a 7 mile deep amount <laughs> Of family baggage at oh. this moment between Millie, Andrew, Fitz. Uh, I had to remind uh,
1: myself, you know.
2: And and they're all in just hideous moods.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I had to keep reminding myself, even with our scene, the walk and talk in the hallway leading up to the scene, where I'm giving the pitch, I'm trying to rally you Mm -hmm. and the president and Melly and the vice-pres-elect, that I did not know everything about you guys. Even though me, as Darby, have been watching the scene, the episodes, and At the Table Reads, and I know about all the drama, I kept having to think, okay, Abby doesn't know half the monster that Cyrus is. Otherwise, she'd say other things to him. She would have a very different reaction. So, keep. On the positive yeah Olivia's yeah. proxy That's well the whole and there's job. a great
0: moment she walks in the room and the potential vice president of the United States has two black eyes or at least one black eye <laughs> right. and there's a great moment where I'm like i would forgotten from the other episode yes. how much she totally knows about everything right it's the just the most amazing thing and Cyrus is like the cat to eat the canary because for once he's not in trouble like <laughs> what's great pack. is like you're actually clean it. like yeah. you're this is the best moment ever
2: I know it's just wonderful it's just is always wonderful. Assumed. Olivia has caused a big problem and sent a weird substitute. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, wait,
1: wait, weird?
2: No, no, weird. Well, just that, yeah. Just minute. that substitute was there is weird. I
1: tried so hard. No, you're not weird. Lynn Powell even No, you're not weird. Even no, you were
2: gorgeous. You were gorgeous and <laughs> everything. We even
1: accessorized Abby to try and, you know, score some points. You're wearing
2: the finger ring. I was
1: wearing the, fi- the gold finger ring. I had beads on my no, blouse. No, honey. No,
2: no, no. You were beyond gorgeous <laughs> and adorable. I
1: was working it on every angle.
2: You were. You were But listen, dear listeners, you know what we love? Darby and I bounced like little school babies. That we got to be in the West Wing together. And scenes then we got together. to be in scenes together. Yeah, we've been Because we've been in makeup trailer and we've been in um, we had the most and we've been on table talk. reads.
0: Yes, and, and you go on talk shows. And Darby and I had yes. the first
2: bonding with each other, I think, trailer. in the pilot. And in the makeup trailer, and then it was so great to m- meet each other. I, I loved that. And I remember And then from there, you're days.
1: right. It's just been sort of two ships passing in the makeup trailer. I know. And in and the table reads. I know. And this is our first well, because a chance. Because there's
2: a big iron curtain between a lot of the popettes. The popettes and, the, and yeah. uh, the press. And the West Wing.
0: And one of the things the table you guys probably know, because I think we have mentioned this before, but Shonda gets all sniffy about where everyone's sitting. Yes. So you can't sit where you want to sit. You have to sit where Shonda tells you to sit. And depending on what the chemistry or things that are going to happen, happen over yep. the course of the episode that the we're going to read goes. everybody sits in different places and abby and cyrus the Twain shall never meet no but that
1: episode she that episode she pointed to me and said abby you're over on the white house side and i jumped up out of my chair like a firecracker and <laughs> ran over there ran around the table a couple of times because i was so excited you did, you did. what was going to happen
0: and i'm just gonna say you looked semi-presidential-ish <laughs> in that group yeah. i thought yeah Wow! See, I take it. No, See? Abby's nobody's fool. Abby is definitely she can do fool.
2: this. I just have a Cyrus has a lot of bias.
0: Although she did fail miserably, so <laughs> well. But then this is the that thing. really. What I love you d- about you
2: delivered exactly what you needed to deliver. It's just you didn't <laughs> know that everyone in the West Wing is five and a half years old. Emotionally.
0: (laughs) And exactly what you were walking into. Yeah. Like she didn't prepare you for exactly what you were walking into. I love
1: that Fitz never made eye contact with anything higher than my knees. (laughs) He basically looked at the lower half of my legs like, that's not my lover.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Those
1: aren't her legs. Right. What is this skinny white. And then Melly didn't look
0: at you. (laughs) Melly just kept watching Fitz react to you, which (laughs) is the really funny part because he just, he's reacting to your knees and she's looking disgustedly at him. And Andrew's just got black eyes he's just he's, he's just doing <laughs> the black eye thing. for his life trying <laughs> to and you're see giggling like a maniac in the back it's 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 pretty pretty super awesome mm-hmm. the interesting thing though for your character is over the course of the episode you totally become Olivia Pope. Like, you pretend to be Olivia Pope in the beginning, but by the end of the episode, you actually have out Olivia Pope because you tell Olivia Pope how to be Olivia Pope. That's right. So I think you really earn your gladiator stripes. When she stripes. cries
1: out for help, I say, do you want to know what Olivia Pope would do? And I just channel her and I That's give her right. a little speech and she goes and does the exactly most what you said. scandalously brave thing ever. Correct. Even though she wants to run away. Yeah, that's a really good observation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that, you that's, know that's, that's why they pay me, me. me. Yeah, for me
2: <laughs> that, that. No, I love that because that thread goes back yeah. long, 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 long yeah. way of when when Olivia's really in trouble. Abby reminds her of the core values. Abby's well, always been a type of moral compass. All, she's for her. totally she conscious. She she's has. conscious in so many ways, and she has
0: in so many ways. Abby's the only one, to me, who really, in little ways, has been deceitful. You know, mainly with David. <laughs> little, little, little tiny card. ways, cypher A little, Sci-tron card. Sci-tron Sci-tron card here little and there. stealing of cypher and card kind of thing. A little lock but, picking, but, but, little, but By the way, we're like sitting with Cyrus with Bean life. here. Okay? Yeah,
2: this is. Like, <laughs> this is this is like jaywalking. This is exactly. We're talking jaywalking. Really, Maybe anything that Abby or David have done, a tiny. Oh my God! Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's like turning before the pedestrian is quite finished. You know, the crosswalk. <laughs> you know, sixty <laughs> feet away from you.
0: I think one of the other interesting sort of observations about Abby in this this episode is that what's going on with you and Leo Bergen and then I want to talk to you Cyrus Bean about what's going on with you and Leo Bergen because this is just a big old poo show of Leo Bergen (laughs) like he's just all over everybody's grill. It's a poo show full
1: of poo. It is. Yeah I I want to know what's going on with Abby and Leo Bergen. There's something something going on. I'm already starting to as an actor like wrap my brain around here I have this very stable, lovely job that I love, and this loyal, this wonderful, the most normal relationship that Abby's ever had. Oh, yeah. And there is this little bit of this sort of sparring banter with a little bit of fireworks, A Little bit. Little bit. Maybe. Who knows where the writers are going to take this? I don't know. What I've learned about being on the show, specifically about being on Scandal, is not to get My own personal opinion locked in too much on how I think it should go or how I want it to go, but to stay really open, to only play what's written to the fullest of my ability and of course make a backstory that will help me get there. But in terms of anticipating or be investing in anything, the way that I have the most fun and is the most effective for me is to just to stay totally open because for all you know, Abby could kill someone next.
0: That's true. You never know. That's true. Or has, <laughs> or, or, or has. has in the past.
1: Yeah. Or has a whole bunch of bodies buried in her backyard. Could so, be. So, so your guess is as good as mine. Oh, this is going.
0: Well, it's fun to watch, and you two—it's the silliest bromance I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you two are the just smugfest. Is that the what you Smugfest. Yeah,
1: the I think that's, that's actually um, Paul
2: Edelstein who plays Leo, I think he said, "Come on, Jeff, let's go have our smugathon." And oh, I just love him. The first episode that he was in and we Melly and I were interviewing him to run the re-election campaign and he had that great speech of smells like losers in here uh-huh. smells like Nick smells like Nixon. And, 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 yeah <laughs> I, I don't do losers this was such effortless great delivery and connection with the material that I was like, okay, I am stealing anything I can from Mr. Paul Edelstein. That's how I feel when I Um, work with him. I'm like, I'm um, taking that, I'm taking that, I'm I'm taking that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he just is so comfortable in this political strategy, Mino, realm.
0: I know it's true and then there's this great scene in this episode where you walk in on him talking about Fitz and basically how despite everything Fitz really has game like he hasn't had one major thing to do over this entire administration and you walk into this particular time and they both look at each other and it's like the best weird relationship I've seen in a really really long time Mm -hmm. and I think given the death of James I think he's an excellent distraction for what must be yeah a relatively spinning brain.
2: What they're writing right now of uh, all the kinds of different facets of, re- of grief in you know, all of it. It's it really, it's,
0: it's interesting because it is sort of like he has all these different ways of processing stuff. And I wouldn't particularly right now necessarily trust Cyrus with lots of big decisions personally. Right. Just frankly, that decision <laughs> to leak the Sally's daughter Cassidy's abortion thing, I think, was not a smart no, move on not, Cyrus's part. No. And I don't no, think the Cyrus would have right, done that. Right. I'm not right. sure, like, I kept thinking, how much is that Cyrus just not being on his A
2: game? Yeah.
1: yeah. Or maybe needing to do something so he's not left to think and not left to just. Right.
2: And you know that personal overreaction when you know you're not. On your game, yes. so you do something defensive. aggressive. Oh yes. yeah, you know? yeah, I do that. Big game, right,
0: <laughs> I do yeah. that like once a week. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. just stick my foot in it just once a week. Yeah. And Sean will look at me and go like, "When did you do that?" I'm like, "I just knew that j- j- things should be happening with stuff." Exactly. So you do stuff. So you do stuff. She step. just rolls her eyes and goes, yeah. "That's that's good. Good job." <laughs> that's
2: <laughs> how Betsy handles slow moments. Good job. <laughs> good job. <Some laughs>
0: will, you, good job. will you be cleaning it up as well? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So let's see if I can cause a problem to clean it up so I feel really good about myself later. <laughs> I know.
2: Right? And that's two things that I did today.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a productive
0: day. Right? <laughs> just check those off the check list. Check those off the list. <laughs> well done. I'm busy. When you think, when, when you guys think back on the past couple of seasons, how do you feel like your characters changed?
1: Enormously. Without us even going into any backstory, just from the very beginning of the season uh, of of the series to to where Abby is going and goes in season 3. I mean, she's gained a lot of self-confidence. She's more grounded in her personal life, both through work and her personal relationship. She's growing in experience and grace and her sort of outward appearance has reflected this inner blossoming and I I think the Abby in season one could not have handled being Olivia's proxy oh my god in this episode there's no no way she would have been up for the task and she certainly wouldn't have put on a white coat for it so I don't even know that she's fully aware of how much more capable she's becoming but she is still so loyal to Olivia and so dedicated to being a gladiator and she's just doing it better and better
0: yeah, I agree with you. I think that. And
1: she's got a, almost, I think, a normal relationship, a healthy one. In, Just
2: in. Um,
1: way far away from where she
2: was before. In the 14th episode, and we're talking about the 16th one of season three. That stuff between you and David. Of, of your my heart, I love you. We're not doing this. We're not lying Yeah, we don't to do this other. anymore. We don't sure. do this anymore. They have
1: healthy rules. They have communication. I they just, have, there's boundaries. Yeah, there is.
2: was such a nice... Yeah. That was and apparently they're
1: living together because David nice... has butterfly sheets. Seriously. He has butterfly sheets. If anybody, Scandal fans, notice, every time we have a scene in bed, they're gray and white butterflies. I think Abby put them there.
0: I think Abby had to put them there because I'm, think I'm think just going to say... I think we're living together. I think you're living together.
1: It's never been said, but... Yeah. I mean, when I say, you're, how come you're home? You're never home. Yeah. They're going They're normal.
2: living together. Yes. In normalville. Yes, yes they are. They've got they are.
1: rules about, yes, we don't do this to each other. We don't say this. And we I do loved And I sheets. loved when he
2: finally told you the truth. It was just, yeah. there was just a level trust. of com- trust and commitment to each other that was greater than which it had ever been, which is very cool. Has. I know. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. The
0: rare moments. Jeff, how do you feel like, I mean, in terms of how Cyrus has grown oh, and yeah. changed and personal awareness? You know, you know <laughs> that was that was I was that was leading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
2: James, as far as I know, was the really the first love, love, love. And the thing I loved about the James relationship was its depth and and kind of the purity of. Well, I don't know how much I was meant for James, but thank God he came to me and was meant for me, because he dragged me. Into the light. He dragged me into owning and, and being okay with who I am. Mm-hmm. And so that was gigantic. And the, and the horrible and human sad thing is like, too many of us, most of us, you know, only when it's gone does he really understand what he what, had, what he had yeah. with James. The other big thing in the development, I think, for Mr. Cyrus is that he lived to caregive and solve and stage manage and all the things that that job is, that is his DNA. And then he, very crucially, you know, two, three giant grave miscalculations here in these last six-ish episodes have led to, I screwed this up. This is completely on me, Mm -hmm. not knowing when enough is enough, Mm -hmm. or not taking the right road. And so the reverberations of that are still, we've seen him say it, To Olivia I screwed up this was a giant horrible mistake I wish I could take it back Mm -hmm. so there's self kind of horrible self-knowledge there which is interesting
0: this sort of drives into um, a couple of questions we've got from Facebook and Twitter fans which is Kevin Jefferson wants to know Jeff is it more fun to play ruthless Cyrus or vulnerable Cyrus both please (laughs) okay that's a good answer they're both good
2: That, that I mean that's what I've adored about this and that I know every one of my buddies adores um, we get to play lots the Girl of Scout troop that is the cast of <laughs> of Scandal. One <laughs> of um, you made me buy cookies too, which uh, I really um, resented. Uh, I mean, because Sean, Sean is incapable of writing one color. You we know, get to you, play ten things all you the time. You get to play good, really, really good, all the way to really, really bad, and there's so like simultaneous truths that exist, and they're mm. uh, it's it's a such a blast.
0: Jordan Taylor wants to know, Darby, how far would you, do you think Abby would go to protect David?
1: Well, I think she would do just about anything to save his life, but I think if it were crossing Olivia Pope, I think that's out of the question. I think she sort of did that once, and then ultimately the Olivia Pope loyalty won out.
0: On a totally different note, Eva Bodine Pro wants to say to you, although I'm all for hashtag Dabby, getting married <laughs> post-haste? I always thought there was a bit of chemistry between Abby and Harrison. I want to know what Darby thinks about that.
1: Oh, Columbus and I have talked about this on and off throughout the series. It feels to me more like it's a sibling type of chemistry. Yeah. yeah, That it's this, we work together every day. We know each other so well. We know what we eat. We know what our moods. We know, you know, our sort of quirks. And it feels like there's this deep love and connection and that we would do anything for each other, yet I wouldn't call it a sexual, it seems very platonic, very sort of a brother-sister kind of familial it sort, life.
0: It sort of feels like familiarity breeds familiarity in this one. <laughs> yeah. yes. Not contempt, not My intimacy, goodness. just more familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we need some of that in the office.
0: Well, you, frankly, you do. And I also We felt, need some
1: of that in the office. I Hello. always
0: sort of felt like with you two, too, in that office, it was a little bit like who was going to end up top dog. You sort of established that at yes. one point. But then, and I feel in this season, because Harrison's just gotten up to his patootie in this whole odd-not well, He won mess. the big
1: office. Big office talk went out.
0: Went on, and he's now just up to his patootie and is, the odd non stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you got you got that stuff going on. And Abby came up from behind there, like That's Abby right. just sort of like creepily, not creepy in a creepy bad way, but she crept in very. She's the turtle. The She's race, the turtle race. You know, in the race. She
1: just slow and steady wins the race. Whereas, <laughs> totally. You know rabbits. I mean he's he's he, off rabbiting. he got he's tired. All, he's all <laughs> herring.
0: He's all exactly exactly. And Maurizio Romo wants to know, Jeff. I've noticed you've delivered some very long monologues in the show. Nicely right. done, sir. Nicely done, by the way, because sometimes these monologues, just for the record, are like 29 pages long. (laughs) I'm currently studying to become an actor, and I'd love to know what the technique you use to learn so much text.
2: My daughter, who's also an actress, showed me this little um, code that supposedly shortens memorization time. And there's actual sort of brain research explanation for it that I can't remember. But you write down... (laughs)
0: Jeff doesn't use it in his real life. No, he only no. uses it as an actor. No.
2: You write down the first letter. You write down the first letter of every word. And you're looking at the full text and you're looking at the code. And it does feel like it can kind of shorten the memorization time. So that pretty quickly you're able to say what the stuff is from the code. And in a little time after that, you're able to not look at any of it. That that's the ideal way fantasy way that that it should work. I also put it on the voice memo on my mm-hmm. uh, my phone and carry it with me at all times and then I'm running it with an actor buddy and then I make Linda Lowy, the casting director of Alting Shondaland, run it with me. What's the
1: fastest time that you've had to learn one of those huge speeches before shooting it? Like you it, know, got it at the table read and then had to shoot it. Is you there know, been
2: a I've been really lucky on most of the long speeches. The I remember there was a medium length one, which as a walk and walk talks are always a little harder, just like chewing gum and walking, <laughs> and we'll and, and we had that one with Melly, maybe first season, beginning of second, you may be an animal, but I'm a monster, yeah. Yeah. and I'm much more dangerous mm. than anything you've ever seen. Or Th- That, I guess we got it the night before, yeah. and we were shooting the next morning. Mm. I could not cram that son of a... into my head. And... The crew was just really great and maybe Verica was directing, mm-hmm. but everybody was just it. fine because we got it in, you know, sort of three chunks.
0: Um, Ida Busk at Buzz G um, wants to know if you could play another role in the show, what would it be? Huh.
1: Sally Langston. That's just Just to delicious. do that accent. Just, <laughs> and the things that come out of her mouth. I mean, the devil's possessed her. The first like, play I ever did was Sleeping Beauty, and I played the Wicked Witch. I'm really attracted to those roles.
0: See? Awesome. The Wicked
1: Witch.
2: I want to play the Wicked Witch.
0: Genius. Jeff Perry, Counselor of Law. What do you think? I, no, I just...
2: No, I'm... Uh, Jeffrey this, was staring into No, this sounds gushy, and uh, 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 but I never expected a role of this breadth in my television life. I just think she writes the patootie. I love that word that you use, Betsy. <laughs> that Sean and the writers write the patootie out of Cyrus. I don't know of a kind a color way. from the paint box that I don't get to use, you know?
0: So for any of you guys who so, thought that Jeff had a secret uh, longing to play hockey, you were no, wrong. No. He didn't want to
2: play hockey. I kind
1: of thought you were gonna say hockey. Wow, I too. wow, I kinda wow, was I was thinking.
2: Wow. Now what is it about my brain, I was only thinking about the girls. <laughs> and do I want to play any? Do I want to play any of the girls? And I totally forgot about Huck. No, I would love a crack at Huck.
0: <laughs> and I think, but I'd never do would've... it as
2: good as Guillermo. But it's just out of admiration. You would have made a lovely Olivia yeah.
0: Pope too. I think yeah. Emily at Gladiator Op, one of our favorite uh, communicators. Do you guys have a favorite line or hashtag that you really, really love?
1: The yum, yum, crispy piggy. Piggy oh, yum oh, stuff was oh, pretty yes. funny. Oh, No, no, that I mean, one me. of my favorite throwbacks of Abby's is uh, <laughs> pervy sexty pervy, pervy, yeah. pervy, pervy, pervy perv. Pervy sexting pervy perv. But then there's those great quotes, yeah, and I can't remember the quote, but it was something about good men. It was in the first or second season, and it was a... Yeah, you yeah said I said it, it to Olivia. You said it to Olivia. Like, um, good men are meant to be great. They're not meant to be happy. Some we,
2: men aren't meant to be happy. Yeah. They're meant to, to be, be great.
1: great. Bam! Yeah. I mean... Hello. Or frankly, from this episode,
0: I'm awesome
2: from awesome town. <laughs> I'm awesome sauce. No, yeah, from Leo. From I'm, Leo, a, Leo. More the best. Like, I'm awesome from awesome town. Yeah, I'm <laughs> awesome from awesome town.
1: I mean, That's I'm sorry. There's like really a couple of roosters in that office.
0: Um, Zinzi Williamshorn at Mocha Swiss wants to know, how does the atmosphere of the White House set differ from OPA's set?
1: Such a good question. They are totally, absolutely so, 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 so different. I actually felt like during this episode that we shot that I was guest starring on another show as my character, Abby. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I was like, I didn't even sit down in my chair because I was so excited about the being new. in this new, yeah. I mean, it's lit different. New school. It's, it's a totally, it's not that edgy light. First of all, it's like a cafeteria. Everything's really yellow <laughs> and sunny. And, you know, I was like the new kid at the table and everybody was getting my name wrong. And I'm going to call her I don't even know. They're both lovely, I and mean, for the record, I don't have any favorites. They're both absolutely lovey, and everybody's really present and excited to be there and doing their jobs. OPA feels a little bit more like middle school.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that.
1: <laughs> With the singing and the dancing and the pranking and the and the impersonation voices, and even just the conversations like, you know, when was your first kiss? I mean, you'd think we were at a slumber party. All of the chatter that happens in the short stories that are shared. The the White House feels a little bit more like grad school and everybody's got their, they've got their thesis papers tucked under their arms and I'm going to work on this big speech and, you know, we're all still schoolmates, but it's just a little, we got our big boy pants on. So yeah. it's
0: sort of like establishment and anti-establishment in a weird way. <laughs> it, right? yeah. it is. It really is.
1: It was fun to watch the uh, White House side and how everybody kind of goes off in their own sort of corner, or even if they don't physically move and does their own thing, and then comes together like this great orchestra. Whereas it feels like over at OPA, we're more like one big mm-hmm. organism in the ocean that swims together uh-huh. and laughs uh-huh. together and, you guys work it and out farts together. together. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think
0: that's that <laughs> makes that makes actually a ton of sense to me. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much for doing this. This was so nice of you to take time out of your busy schedules. Yay. And um, Yay. they're not shooting today, so I was totally able to capitalize <laughs> on this, which is awesome. I want to remind everybody that Scandal's going to be back on next Thursday, April 10th. A fabulous, fabulous new episode yeah, that's um, a good one. from 10 to 11 p.m. You do not want to miss this episode because things are really, 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 really starting. As you guys know from the end of this episode, Olivia Pope and Co. have pretty much pulled the plug on B613, and there's going to be a tad of hell to pay. I think there's going to be a little bit of hell to pay, and appropriately, the next episode is called "Flesh and Blood." Just some hints about things to come, and you got to watch it. That's you just got to watch it. I'm telling you right now, do not miss this. Get your wine, get your popcorn, get your other beverage, get your other crunchy food group. Sit in front of the television and do not move because you do not want to miss this. And while you're there with your crunchy food groups and your beverages, you might just want to check out Grey's Anatomy. We're also kind of coming to some pretty crucial things at this stage of Grey's Anatomy that you guys have to check out because there's some pretty impressively large occurrences happening. So don't miss that fine television program. That's at 9 to 10 ABC, Scandal 10 to 11 ABC. Please don't forget that you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our official hashtag is the incredibly original, hashtag Scandal, Pinterest, Tumblr, and for people like me, there's always good old ABC.com because you can find it really easily and you don't need fancy mobile devices. Thank you, Darby. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Betsy. Thank you guys for listening. I will be back next week with another podcast. This is Scandal Revealed. I'm Betsy Beers. Have a great and safe week, and we will talk soon. Bye-bye.